Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, April 14th, 15th, 2021. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Super fun interview today. A very long episode. We got a we got Igor Larionov, two in here for like 40 minutes. Uh, had a bunch of fun times. He talks about uh, when him and Scott used to go to middle school together and he got two weeks off from the Olympics, got a standing ovation uh, in in an assembly when he came back. Uh, He talks about Ovi's McDonald's order. Uh, He talks, he challenges Bradley Cooper to 10 rounds in the ring. Uh, What else? Uh, I mean, a lot like more serious stuff, a lot of cool stuff about like playing overseas and, and that kind of stuff and uh, his contribution to some, some marginalized communities. He's a really cool dude. And it was honestly one of the most fun interviews I think we've ever had. Yeah. Talking about going to school with Scott. Pretty cool. Stuff. <laughs> yep. Our, uh, yes. Igor and I went to middle school together for three years. So we got to talk about uh, the, the old Derby middle school there, but yeah. Uh, I am Detroit sports writer. And i you've got Ethan Smith, the longtime Red Wings fan and a kidney stone survivor. Ethan, how's it going? That's me. Hi. Uh, we've also got Scotty Bentley, a Derby Middle School graduate in sports encyclopedia, host of the Bentley Show and co-host of Lockdown Red Wings alongside Ethan and I. It is Scotty Bentley. What's going on, brother? How's it going? Great, man. Great interview. I can't wait for it. It's, it's such a fun listen. Like I said, I, I really think it's honestly one of the best interviews we've had. Um, and uh, yeah, the only other person, obviously, we've got to introduce producer Brian. Producer Brian. Uh, welcome metaphorically, welcome, welcome, not metaphorically. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, from the past of when you're listening, but the future of us. Yeah. He's doing a lot of time travel right now. Well, producer Brian, producer Brian, welcome. Thanks Scott. Yeah. I'm happy to be here while happy to be editing the podcast today and uh, excited to hear this interview. Um, now I'm glad to introduce Nolan Bianchi, host of the lockdown Red Wings podcast. All right. Uh, it's a super long interview. We're not going to waste any of your time, uh, you know, congratulating ourselves about how funny it is. We're just going to jump. Well, we already kind of did that, but uh, we're not going to do any more of it. So we're just going to jump right into it. Here he is, Igor Larionov, too. All right. Today we are joined by a very special guest. He is one of the biggest goofballs on the Internet today. Fashion aficionado, Instagram murderer, and number 69 for the Kunlun Red Star. It is Igor Larionov, too. Igor, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Awesome. Thanks for having me. You know, I'm super excited. Always love to, you know, just get on, chat a little bit. So pumped, pumped. Now, uh, what are you up to these days? You just told me it was the off season. You've been hanging out all day, just kind of watching some sports, watching soccer, watching baseball. Uh, What have you been up to? Honestly, man, I've just been training a bunch. So usually in the mornings I train. Today's one of my few days off. So I passed out at like 10 p.m. last night. I woke up at like God knows what time. (laughs) But um, no, I'm just literally just doing whatever, whatever I feel like these days, it's just pretty nice after, you know, in season, everything's so structured, so organized, like, you know, you 
they basically put out what time you eat, what time you train, all these like things, like all this regimen. So off season is just perfect. Cause like you, you know, you just, you work out, which as a, you know, an athlete, usually something that you enjoy to do. And then the rest of the day, you're just free to chill, you know, hang out, spend some time outdoors, watch some sports, watch some movies and just, you know, just do you. Enjoying the off season. Trying to, trying to. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Scott? Um, okay, so I'm going to throw you a massive curveball right off the bat with this, okay? Um, yeah. how, <laughs> how does it feel? Do, it, it's been tripping me out all day. How does it feel knowing that someone you went to middle school with is now interviewing you? Wait a second. <laughs> No way. <laughs> so fellow Derby Dragon in attendance. <laughs> I, I went back. I went when I told Nolan, Nolan replied to you on Twitter was like, hey, like, let's get him on. And I was like, I was like, you know, I know it's crazy. Um, I literally went to middle school with him for three years. And um, wait, 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 did we ever in any classes together? How, how, how does that work? I, like I, so I don't think I don't remember, honestly, like I, I really don't. All I remember is that we I mean, I remember you. I remember going to middle school with you. Um, I don't I don't think we had any classes again or anything like I, I, whatever. But I just thought when he reached out, when he tweeted at you, it was like, yo, I'm going to try to get him on. I was like, I literally went to middle school with him. That's just a very how do I word it? Like full circle, like moment, like someone that's my age that was in my grade is yeah. Wild, wild. So, so how does, how does it make you feel knowing that I know how it makes me feel. It's, it's kind of trippy. I did not expect that. That was the last thing I would have <laughs> day to me, but um, no, that's dope. You know, the universe works in mysterious ways and like, it's always good to see a fellow Derby dragon. You know, <laughs> Sir, absolutely, man. So, uh, did you ever get onto the roof? Did you ever climb no, onto I the never, roof? No. I didn't really go to school that much, to be honest. Like, I, was always, <laughs> I was always in school for hockey or whatever. And when I did go to school, I I never really applied myself or tried. And I always got good grades, which I don't know how it was possible. I would pretty much cheat every single time. <laughs> and I, I was just really good at like doing like shady shit and getting away with it. So that was basically my middle school career. Like, I would never have any homework. I would do that during during class. Like I'd have a buddy in the class before me. I'd be like, yo, what do we have for homework tonight? Who texted me that? And during the entire lesson, I was doing homework. So for me, middle school was just a total free-for-all. And that's the <laughs> same. That's no, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Okay. So if you were doing shady shit, but you weren't climbing on the roof, I mean, what what else is there <laughs> to do in middle school? After school, that's usually I feel like after school is when kids climb the roof or whatever. Mm, yeah. After school, I'm going to the rink and I'm, you know practicing for two three hours or you know getting extra skates and stuff like that like my shady stuff was between school hours like i did an time which looking back at it teachers probably hated me for being an absolute dis- disruption in class but <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is man no yeah no, i everybody i've ever met that uh went to derby i always ask the same question it's did did you ever go on the roof because i i got several what were they called? Like glads or whatever. I got a ton of those from uh, Saturday detention um, for getting out of the roof. So I, I like to ask everybody. But yeah. What was the emphasis of going on the roof? I'm... It, the way the building is set up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Like how do they expect you to not go on the roof is really my question. Like 
the pillars like you know normal pillars of a building are just vertical these are literally like this and slanted at lower than even like a 45 degree angle and they go all the way up to the roof of the building oh you can literally just walk up so you can just walk onto the roof literally anytime you want it you can just walk on i think that's like do you ever go into the bomb shelter in the in the basement? Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time, <laughs> big time, big time. Yeah. So that was the funny thing about that one was, um, oh, I got I had to go down there because during a during a fire drill, I was in the hallway on my way back from the bathroom, and one mm. of the one of the assistant principals, I don't even remember their names, pulled me and was like, "Hey, like all the kids in the hallway, are, like you're not going with your class. We need to get you." And I that is when I went down to the bomb. It was like me and six other kids that were stuck in the hallway going down into the bomb shelter. We chilled down there for a fire drill, which also didn't make sense to me because like if there's a fire, like I'm hosed now because I'm in the basement. I don't know. None of it made sense, but yes, I absolutely have. Oh, man, that's a hell of a place. I remember the closest thing to climbing in the ceiling that I did was they had those like, you know how in movies people climb up like and they crawl through the vents? Yeah. yeah. We had those sort of like things where you can like push up and sort of get in, in the ceiling up mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah. And the teacher had a class for a minute. So I pushed that thing up, got on my desk and I put my shoes so it looked like my feet were hanging in there. <laughs> so my teacher came into the room and she sees like someone's feet are hanging from the ceiling. Obviously I'm not on there. I'm like, hiding under a desk or something she climbed on the thing and fell down and like totally ate shit and we were all like out, like <laughs> and, it, and it turned out like she got really mad at me because you know nobody was up there i just put my shoes there but like man derby was a, a place full of shenanigans it? yes it was <laughs> it was not yeah not a uh yeah quite quite an interesting place i i did uh not not really that similar but something a little similar when i was very young i was working on a science project and we were supposed to uh i was at home and I was supposed to like clean off the table for dinner. And I thought, how funny would it be if I stuck one of these electrical wires in the light socket and then was like, oh my gosh, a rat stuck in the wall. It'd be like, look like a little rat tail. And then uh, it exploded. Hmm. So it didn't even get to the point of somebody else getting hurt, but um, That's good, it definitely That's did great. almost kill me. So for sure, uh, I can great. get down with that kind of How old were you? Like eight. I was making a flashlight in Mountain Dew bottle. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> Sounds like it went well, yeah. Uh, so you played with Kumun last season. What was that like? Like playing in the, the KHL, obviously, uh, you know, your, your family is from Russia. You weren't necessarily playing uh, your home games in, in Russia or how did that work? Were you playing your home games in Russia because like pandemic stuff or. Yeah. The pandemic we were in Moscow. So I literally nice. lived at my dad's place. Free rent. Always, always a great thing. So I, I stayed at his place and um, the rink was like a half an hour away. So I just take a cab every morning. Honestly, man, the KHL is such a, a lot of teams are very structured. Our team wasn't one of the structured teams. <laughs> <laughs> Our team was a, a total, total free for all. Once again, like Derby middle school, we were pretty much, you just did whatever the hell you wanted. And that was just how we, uh, how we lived. Like people would be going out every night, like nobody really cared. And it was fun. It was a good experience. <laughs> I also imagine like just getting to play, in in Russia, then like that must have been like a pretty cool thing for you, like knowing the the history that your family has there and and things like that. Yeah, no, it was super cool because I I remember my first game we were playing against Spartak, which is like one of the biggest teams in Russia, and it's like a right in downtown Moscow, huge arena, like it was almost sold out because they didn't really care about you know COVID over there. So 
I had, I think maybe 30 or 40 family members, close friends. And that was like the first time I ever had anything like that because growing up only my immediate family lived in the United States. So playing like hockey growing up in Detroit or something like a big night would be like if my sisters and my, my parents would be there. But here I had like grandparents, like uncles, aunts, like cousins, like all those people were at the game. And, you know, it's, it's special because that doesn't really happen much for someone who has family that lives all over the world. But no, it was, it was just, it was a lot of fun, honestly. Like it's one of those funs where like, while you're there, all you do is complain about how terrible it is. And then when it's over, man, that was like a great, you know, six or seven months, however long I was over there for, but no, it was, it was a blast. (laughs) So your brand has really grown with the number 69 on your back. Um, Can you explain to us what went into choosing that number and why it means so much to you? It's a very special number to me. (laughs) But I know, um, when I was signing with the team, they were like, again, my, my team, Kunlun Red Star, we, we usually have a pretty high budget because of the pandemic and the team wasn't in China this year. The, they just split the budget, like not even in half, like in half and then times 10. So we only had a certain amount of jerseys available. And I think there was five jerseys available. Three of them were way too small for me. And one of them was like a goalie size. So I was left with the choice of like 69 or like some ugly like boring number like 43 or like 52 like and I was like no I'm not wearing that I'd rather not play than have an ugly number on my back <laughs> so and then they were like there's also number 69 and I'm like all right this could work fits my vibe could impress a couple of people I'm talking to right now and I was yeah, yeah on the inside you're like well sure but I'm just, you know, on the outside you're you're like yes That's probably where yeah I'm real on the outside I was, I was like, yeah, of course. I'll, I'm honored to take this number. Thank you for finding me. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is my dating profile picture. Like, yeah, it's just always been a, a passion, passion thing of mine. Um, this episode is brought to you by Ten Ten, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative style of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female des- design masters have produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on Blue Nile. Dot com. Just search the words 1010. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight. And it's fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. I checked them out and I've just been blown away by how beautiful they are. There's some of them are so simple. I really love the one from Lola Fenhurst. So if you're on the uh, hunt for a perfect ring, unique ring that she's going to treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 at BlueNile.com. Zetterberg got it to Datsuk. Moving right in. Oh, yes! my God. Melville Datsuk with five seconds left. Two to one. Woo-hoo. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the new Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. 
so one of the things that that is also you know kind of uh i don't want to say elevated your brand because that would make the effort sound disingenuous but uh your commitment to empowering marginalized communities you're very active in that sense uh on twitter on instagram you know your link tree is kind of dedicated to raising awareness for these causes how and when did you become uh involved with them and and you know, I think you've done an excellent job of using your platform uh, in that regard. And, you know, you're picking up lots of new people who are, who are listening to you, including us. Uh, and I, and I just think it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, honestly, it sort of like runs in the family. When my dad was in the Soviet union, he wrote an open letter criticizing communism, criticizing the regime and the way they were treated sort of like animals. And at a time like that, you know, that takes a lot of, you know, a lot of guts because, if you say something in a communist regime like that, you know, you might never be seen again. Like my great, great grandfather, he works, he was a factory worker. He said something criticizing Stalin, never seen again, literally never seen again after he said that. So for my dad to say that, that was like extremely brave. So I was always brought up in a household where if you see something that isn't right, you know, you got to speak up about it. And basically growing up in America, I'm a straight like white guy from like a, a good community like there was never any crime never any issues and even still whenever i'd come back into the country this is how the, the talk would go and i'm you know showing my passport they would be like welcome home sir blah 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 all these nice things then as soon as i handed them over my passport and they saw that a foreign name the tone would change immediately and they would start saying you know we're actually gonna have to take you out back and we're gonna have to search you and all these things and like a minute ago when you just saw me as this like white american dude it's like you know it's cool, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as you see that I'm a, you know, sort of like an immigrant, your approach to me changes. And I constantly saw that, you know, even with my parents, like if my mom would be pulled over or something, they would say, how could someone like you afford such a nice car? And like, it's because someone's speaking with an accent doesn't mean they can't like afford a nice car or something, which, you know, that really pissed me off. But so I just see that, that I'm someone with so much privilege and I still face these issues that what if you're, a minority, a person of color, someone in the LGBT uh, plus community where people, they just don't acknowledge these groups of people. And like, if someone like me is getting, you know, pressured is, you know, being treated unfairly, how are these people being treated then? And that really opened my eyes as like, they must be treated awfully. So I started reading into, I started researching, started talking to some people. And the more you research and the more you look, you begin to understand that, damn, like there's a lot of problems here. There are a lot of problems, especially in hockey, where it's a very um, not like inclusive community, I would say, especially for, you know, the LGBT community, because if you're if you're like a hockey player and let's say you you dress up a certain way or, you know, you wear like something like unique or something, for example, you walk in the locker room, everyone's going to roast you and start using homophobic slurs like Sean Avery. I remember he he worked for Vogue and they were all making fun of him, calling him like like all these awful things. At the end of the day, the dude was able to work, make a bunch of connections. And then he was able to actually meet his wife there who, I mean, he's married to a supermodel, like which other NHL player can say that. So for me, it was just like, you need to, you need to understand that there are so many people that love the game of hockey and they're afraid to be actual fans, afraid to go to games because they're afraid to be treated differently because of who they are. So that's why I just thought if I can do a little bit and just, you know, just be sort of like an ally, be someone that like holds the door open for them, it has so much potential to grow the game and to allow these people who have been marginalized for so long to, you know, be a part of our hockey culture and also enjoy the game. What are some smaller ways that, you know, like people who follow you could get involved mm-hmm. and, and kind of just start being involved and, and start, you know, being an ally to those people? 
So um, one thing that I recently did is I added my pronouns to my bio, which looking back, like all I did was add uh, he, him. And that's literally for me, that's such a small thing. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a dude, obviously I'm a he, him, but like for someone who is transgender, someone who was in that community, I had so many messages from people saying, thank you. I never knew a hockey player would accept us. Just something as small as that made such a big difference for so many people. And like, that's literally what, like, that's the reason why you have a platform. You have to use it for good. In my opinion, like if there is one kid who, you know, he, let's say he's, you know, closeted or something and he wants to be a hockey player and he's afraid because he doesn't think he can be himself. And he sees my tweet and he sees, wow, someone's at this level. Someone believes in me. Someone's an ally and he goes or she, and they go and accomplish what they want to accomplish. Then for me, that's, that's a huge win because I was able to, you know, change someone's life and help someone because at the end of the day, it's great to be an athlete. It's great to be, you know, a good player, but if you don't use that for, you know, positive change, I think it's a a waste of a career, a waste of a, a platform. Well, uh, to bring it back a little bit on the, on the lighter side, you, you mentioned your dad wrote that uh, open letter. Did you ever say like, Hey dad, thanks for waiting until after, or, you know, thanks for causing an in- international incident before I was born instead of like after. You know, it's, it's crazy. He was just, um, <laughs> my sister was just born when he did that. Like he just married my mom and it's like, dude, like <laughs> you're putting your daughter's life at risk. You're putting, yeah. putting your, your wife's life at risk. But at the end of the day, when he did that, that was a major step in them actually being allowed to go over to North America. Because when he first came over, he was like, I think a four-time world champion, three-time Olympic champion, some insane amount of like, like one of the top 10 players in the world at that time. And I think he had $4,000 to his name. That's it. And there's like a guy like Wayne Gretzky was, you know, they were considered the top three centers in the world, Gretzky, Lemieux, and like my father throughout the eighties. And these guys are like millionaires. He's, literally his his biggest um biggest piece of motivation at that time was if you don't play we're sending you to afghanistan to the front line and like these guys are making millions and his only thing is like it's either you have to play and they lived at a military base for the entire year you couldn't go home you couldn't see your family there's only a few weeks off a year that you could actually spend with them and you don't even get paid for that you're you're literally just doing that to, you know, save your life. Because if you get put on the front lines there, you know, you're probably not going to make it without any military training or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I could do something like that because I would be terrified of like, you know, what would happen to my family. I'd be terrified of getting sent to the front, but the fact that he was able to do that is, is huge. But also again, I feel like if I were, if I would be older and if I saw like I had a family and this was my only chance to actually, sure it's risky, but if it's my only chance to, you know, get a better life for my family, then I probably you know, consider that. But man, that's scary shit. You know, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you closed the Olympic ceremony with Ovechkin. I just want to know like kind of what that was like. Were you given instruction or you just kind of told to like, like jump up and like, were you given like any instruction or anything? What was that whole thing like? It was like almost like a bank heist, you know, when they had like, <laughs> plans and everything, like you got to do that. They like show all the characters just like there's like picture on the wall <laughs> we we had to be there two weeks early so i got two weeks off of school in derby which was amazing. hey man <laughs> always good All the teachers, they were like don't worry about homework don't worry about doing any of your classwork like we're that so sounds confident. very right yes that sounds incredibly yeah. accurate yeah that's how we should be and <laughs> so i was there we had dress rehearsals pretty much every day and then the last um like three or four days before the dress rehearsals we actually were in the big 
like arena or building, whatever it was. And Ovi was there and we just hang out all day. And I've known Ovi forever because him, him and uh, my uncle, they grew up together. They were best friends growing up together. So they played on the same team. So he was pretty much like a family friend at that time. And no, it was just cool. We were just chilling. We, he took me to McDonald's a couple of times, which was <laughs> for a kid my age, that was just like the top of the top. And we got out there. They had some cannons go off. You know, we clapped, like did these things. And then I got back to school and I'm pretty sure they held an assembly or something, right? They did. <laughs> yeah, they did. I, I attended. <laughs> I attended that assembly. <laughs> yep, I, I remember. I was for two weeks. was on vacation. And when I got back, they treated me like I won an Olympic. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Okay, no, no, for real. Okay, so so I, re- I remember this so vividly. We literally got called. There was an announcement on the PA. They were like, hey, assembly. And we weren't told about assembly a surprise assembly was the best thing ever obviously so we're like okay sick we go down there they have this kid up in front of the whole school and they're like guess who just got we were all like we got it we're like yeah like cool i guess but they literally brought the (laughs) entire school to congratulate him for the thing and it was i was wearing the olympic outfit and everything (laughs) i remember man i remember sitting there and just and we like whatever they talked about it round of applause whatever and then we left and there was like there was no other purpose and we were like wait for real like it was like 30 minutes like most assemblies were hours long this one was like 20 minutes they took the whole school out of their day to go to this and then just sent them back to class i remember that so vividly it was it was so weird because like i thought i was in trouble for not doing any school and they literally the, the total opposite of the which <laughs> that misses two weeks of school to go on vacation they give me an assembly and they basically like they gave me like awards or something they gave me like papers and like a bunch of kids wrote cards or something and i was like yep. bro i was just doing nothing for two weeks really going out i was a little kid going out to bars i was like 12 years old going to bars with all the celebrities and stuff and i get back and they treat me like i literally just won a gold medal i have it around my neck and everyone's like clapping for me it was, yep, was yep. we sick. had to uh we had to we had a discussion before the assembly about the importance of the olympics right before you literally took <laughs> you an entire did. like yes we did we literally had an entire like hour and a half taken out of our day for this i remember this entire day so well in a way, you kind of are a hero because you got everybody off of school. Yeah, man, I appreciated it. I, I thought it was, yeah, I was pretty happy about it. That's the biggest ego pump I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no, it's one of those moments you'll never forget, you know, no matter what you accomplish in your lifetime, just getting rewarded for doing nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. <laughs> not the actual ceremony it was it was going returning back to derby middle school that was the part <laughs> real okay we have to go back one second uh what does ovi's mcdonald's order look like oh my god what does it not look like <laughs> <laughs> think think of the most disgusting amount of food you could eat and then multiply that by two the dude got like I'm not kidding. He got like eight Big Macs. He, he, got eight, he got every single sauce. He got fries. He got chicken nuggets. He was literally like, it's like a meme where like, it's like a, you know, that gif of like Patrick Starr from SpongeBob where there's like a table full of food and he just like sucks it all off like a yeah, vacuum yeah. in his mouth. <laughs> literally what he did. He just devoured that. And there was me like a little, I was like 12 or something, maybe 13. And I just had um like a little yeah. cheeseburger and I was like, yeah. cool. and I'm watching this. 
absolute beast of a human being <laughs> devour probably like a year's supply of food for someone my age. <laughs> and all while he was doing that, there was a bunch of people outside. They were coming in trying to get his autograph. They had to close off the place. It was no, it was crazy. But oh my god, Ovi, Ovi's a great guy. He loves to eat, and he's just a, a good guy to be around. He's you know one of the one of the few good ones. That's so awesome. Like, it's like other than Ovi, like who are some of the cooler people that you got to meet like as a kid? I guess in formulation in form relationships with like obviously you went to play perfect you you're playing professionally, but hmm. I'd imagine as a kid there it's gotta be pretty wild to meet some of these people. You know what's weird for me as a kid, they weren't really like superstars. They were just like my dad's buddies or my dad's co-workers. Mm-hmm. So like I remember it was I think my dad's 40th birthday. Um it was a huge party at his house, like all the wings were over. And instead of like drinking or doing whatever they would normally do, we played a game of mini sticks in the basement, mini hockey, <laughs> which I don't know why they'd want to do that, which is pretty funny. But for some <laughs> reason, also Detroit free press was there to, to like take pictures of the entire like interview, uh, not the interview, the entire um, birthday party. And there was a picture of me scoring the winning goal as a little kid. I was like maybe three or four years old scoring a goal on Steve Eiserman, who was in that. And the next day, I think it was like in the newspaper, it was like Larry Yohanov Jr. scores game-winning goal on Steve Eiserman. A picture into a little net. And I think I still have that, you know, newspaper clipping somewhere. But like, just stuff like that. For me, it was just like, I'm just hanging out with my dad's buddies. It wasn't like, you know, I'm meeting anyone, like a superstar or something. If I, if I met... I guess I started to realize that a little bit later, but it was never like that with hockey players. Like I met Wayne Rooney on a flight one time, which was the most crazy experience ever. Like it's like one of the greatest soccer players of all time. And like, here I am sitting and literally next to me is him and his wife. And I don't know if the guy was on like Xanax or anything, but he was, he was asleep for the full eight hour flight. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end, when we were landing, I was like, Mr. Rooney and like I'm such a big fan can we get a picture and he was like super chill with it and we got that but in terms of like hockey players they were always just like you know they always seemed like family friends which was you know kind of cool all right got to jump in here real quick to talk to you guys today about rockauto.com they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years go to rockauto.com right now shop from hundreds of auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. I find that when I go to the brick and mortar stores, when I go shop in person, I'm very limited to only the brand that the uh, the counterman uh, happens to carry in his warehouse. That's not right. I'm, I have no options of price points. I have no options of you know different styles. Uh, if that is, even if they have what I need. Uh, rockauto.com has everything. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck uh, and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you? They got amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts that your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on pretty much anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is completely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, back to Igor Larionov. Now, you are absolutely killing the two-word Instagram caption game. This is a tactic that I am familiar with. I like to deploy it. I don't post uh, as much as you do. So sometimes I get lazy and I just cop out with like an emoji. Um, But it is, you know, you got the game on lock. Do you have any advice for somebody who wants to hone the craft of that perfect two word Instagram caption? It's a tough one, man. To get to that level, you got to go through it through a lot, you know, for sure. For sure. (laughs) You got to go through a lot of um, a lot of experience is that you know sort of make you give you the ability to play 60 chess is what i like to call it where <laughs> you play, you make these moves where for everyone it seems like it's one thing but for the people who know they know what's really going on i love so the biggest the biggest biggest piece of advice is just just live a life and then uh some some moments will some moments will craft you and help you with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now you have lived in a lot of uh, a lot of different places. What are your favorite things to explore in a new city's culture? And do you have like a top three cities or? Yeah, um, I'm a big food guy. Like I love like I'll try pretty much anything. I've had like crazy food all over the world. Stuff that you know seems disgusting. Like I don't know, just just weird stuff. I love to try that. Like I had I had horse meat horse soup actually this year in Russia on an away game. And it was, it was weird. It was pregame. And like, I don't trust pregame meals because you know they don't really feed us too well over there. So I went to this <laughs> restaurant played in town. He's like, this is the nicest restaurant in town. He's like, there's like steak and whatever you want. So I get the soup called borscht. It's this classic Russian soup. It's like beet soup. It's like a vegetable thing. It's right. And then I see, they say added with horse meat. And I'm like, do I want to eat a horse before a game? Like, that's something I want to eat. <laughs> like, uh, in the back of my head, I'm like, if I eat a horse, I'll probably be as fast as a horse or something like that. That's but smart. I, was I tried it. And it was, it was pretty basic. It really didn't taste like anything. So, like, I love trying different, like, culinary, like, things that are big in different parts of the world. Like, in uh, Dubai, I went to that restaurant where the dude, like, you know, does the salt thing. Like, mm-hmm. sad, <laughs> nice. sadly, he wasn't there which is a bummer but just like um exploring the food of different cities and also the architecture and in terms of my favorite cities that's really hard i've been to a lot of cool places um i love moscow in the summertime it's you know it's a sick place to be it's really fun la is also you know really cool a place that i really want to go back to that i'd never really liked when i was growing up is new york but everyone says a New York experience from when you're a kid to when you're an adult is, you know, way different. So that's a place that I'm really curious to explore. But for me, probably my top three would be Moscow, LA, and then I don't know. That's, that's really tough. Maybe like Dubai or something, but at the end of the day, it's not as cool as I think a New York would be as an adult. So probably New York, Moscow, and, and LA. Do you have a favorite restaurant around, around Detroit? Oh yeah. I have a lot of favorite restaurants, but they're I'm a big food a guy too, so, in- so lay them on me. 
a lot of them are in like the Birmingham Bloomfield area because that's where I spend most of my time. And I really like the restaurant Baco. It's an Italian restaurant. Yeah. And then I like uh, Ronin. It's in uh, Royal Oak. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Social is a fun place to go to. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I missed that kale salad. That's yeah, funny. man. So they got they got clamped for uh um I want to say a year. Uh, it was probably before COVID. Uh, it was around mm. the start of COVID. I want to say early 2020. They got popped for having some disease in their mac and cheese, and now they're like not popular at all anymore. Like it's like it's really taken like a like a. It's they're starting to get better now. They passed all their whatever, but like yeah, for a while there they they would hit the they hit the a bit the bullet hard there for a little bit. To be fair to them, like if you're eating mac and cheese consistently <laughs> on a consistent basis. I don't think you're worried about diseases, you know? <laughs> also, you're going to social and you're getting back. I don't know. That seems a little weird to me. Get something else. Yeah, no, like, that's true. But um, my favorite, like, um, lunch or, like, breakfast spot is Commonwealth. That, you know, I yeah. feel like that place is pretty good to hang out. Whenever you go there, you'll always see um, some athlete. You'll always see, like, a Red Wing, like, um, a Lion or, you know, a Piston. Probably not a Piston because no one knows what they look like nowadays. But one <laughs> <laughs> one of those teams you know you'll always see someone interesting or someone cool like the last two times i went there i i sat next to jonathan erickson and it was right when i got back from from uh from playing in russia it was like a, a little bit ago and he's like so how is it in russia like how do you enjoy playing he's like you know i was considering going over blah 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 and i was just like thinking like dude you've made so much money in your career like it's it's not worth it to go over there for a season so like maybe another one 1. 1.5 at most you're like your career earnings are close to 50 million, bro. Just like you have a beautiful wife, enjoy it. Just like have a good life. Like you don't need to go over to Russia and, and go through the grueling pains of everyday life there and like the training camps. But no, it's just cool. It's such a community experience. And ML is another place I, it's like my go-to. I always take my buddies to ML. It's, um, it's off of Maple. I think it's right next to the, the plum yeah. market. So yeah, just like little places like that. Like I'm all about the, you know, local local dining and helping out local um, restaurants. I just love the idea of you like putting your hand on Jonathan Erickson's shoulder and like giving him some life <laughs> advice. Like, listen here, son. <laughs> I grew up training with all these guys. We'd all go to the same gym in Madison Heights, 2SP. So like all these guys, they're all like my training buddies. So it's just, it's just funny. Like I see these guys and we just talk like, you know, like it's like, Oh, how, how was your season? Like you, you get, paid on time good man how how was your season like playing in the nhl like i'm playing in the khl like you don't have to be asking me this but like no it's super cool there are a lot of good guys like even even larks like larks is a great guy this year we uh in the summer we skated a lot together over in plymouth and we live in the same area so he would usually give me a ride back because i i only have a russian license i can't drive in the states they they deem me to be a a danger behind the wheel but um <laughs> what did you do <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do anything. I just haven't actually tried to get a license here yet. But, oh, okay. Um, but he would just he would just always give me rides back, and we would just talk and like just there's just a lot of like really like nice like genuine people, which is something you want for you know um, a team and especially for a community like in Detroit. That's something that you know I feel like you know helps a lot, especially when the team's struggling because there's still you know that human being factor that these players are still people right. doing their best. 
So would you say that you are like a Red Wings fan? Like, do you, or do you have like an NHL fan? Like, do you have a team in the NHL? Are you a Wings fan or is it just like, is it hard to be a fan of a team when you're like homies with everybody on the, on the team? It is hard. It's really hard. I usually cheer like people. So like people sure. that I know, you support them. But like, I'm not really a fan of any hockey team. It's just like, I'm a fan of other sports. Like I'm a diehard Lions fan. Like I've, sure. I haven't missed a game in... I haven't like missed a game. I mean, by watching, I haven't missed a game watching maybe in 12 years now. Like it's been, it's been a while. And then baseball, I'm not really that big of a fan. I just watch it for, you know, just different reasons. And um, we got you. Betonline.ag promo code locked. <laughs> exactly. <I'm okay. laughs> And then um, basketball, I've been a Celtics fan my entire life. Was, um, my, one of my dad's buddies was one of their team uh, massage guys or something. And um, he would always send us like jerseys and hats. So from a little kid, I was decked out in Celtics gear. So I was a big fan of that. And my biggest pride and joy is Manchester United Football Club. I'm an extreme, extreme fan of that. Like them and the Lions are probably the only two times you'll see me screaming at a TV. And... <laughs> those are my best moments like they're 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 pretty real moments all right so what do we think of the dan campbell era that we we biting off kneecaps we're charging ahead forward down the field man when i heard that that kneecaps thing i was like i would play for a guy like that i think that'd be kind of fun yeah man it's it's gonna be tough without stafford like i don't know about jared goff he had a couple good years but like what's he gonna do without mcveigh that's the big big thing and even with mcveigh his last couple years he wasn't really like killing it so what about his receiving core that he's gonna have here <laughs> even core is literally like a plastic uh, not one he doesn't uh, have one bucket <laughs> it's gonna be shooter tutor it's gonna be a struggle yeah but hey what can you do so me and ethan uh we lost a bet and we have to do a tiktok dance uh together do you have any tips or suggestions on how to do that. I don't know if you're big on TikTok, but like I've seen like the people like make the fan cams of you. You can dance. I, I will say that. Uh, I, actually, one of the other questions I had on here was whether Bradley Cooper called the threat in your life after you showed him up on that uh, duet. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that maybe another time. So we have to do a TikTok Perfect. dance. Do, <laughs> do you have any tips or suggestions on how we can do it like confidently, maybe make it a little spicy? Like what kind of attire? No way to get out of it either. That'd be cool. <laughs> Basically, the number one piece of advice, if you see those fan cams of me dancing, the first step is a couple glasses of mezcal or tequila. Some Casamigos really does the job. I told you. <laughs> I have to get shit drunk for this. So that's what you got to do. And then, honestly, on TikTok, I have, you know, 20-some thousand, you know, not a big deal, followers. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for those, I target, like, an audience of – you know, just people who enjoy, I don't really dance too much. My, my go-to is like the smoldering look, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, flex um, that jawline. You know, you just got to like, you know, show it off a little bit, you know, yeah. tilt your head, you know, all these different things. <laughs> I would do but, the same uh, if I had one. Same, same. <laughs> and it's all like chew gum and like your jawline will just pop in a year. Like, honestly, I went from like, from the Michelin man to like, <laughs> getting <laughs> In, in, in like a year so chew chew a lot of gum two pieces each side of your you know your molars and just like grind away at it for like 10 hours a day and after a year you're gonna look like 
I don't know. I don't want to say like David Beckham or something. That's a, that's a pretty fair assessment. All right. But for TikTok, you know, just, you got to feel the music, you know, get a little bit of move on, just get, get some sips of some, uh, some adult beverages in before you and you'll be good. I'm not like a good the- dancer when it comes to like actual choreography. I'm more of a, which one, the Russian dance? What was that? Which one you say you like the Russian dance? Or which one? No, I was going to say, I'm a big mezcal guy. I, I, uh, I like uh, mm. tequila. So that sounds right up my... Wait, is mezcal uh, tequila? It's more of like a sipping type of tequila is what yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Like, okay. If you want to drink tequila straight up, it's kind of, kind of rough. You know, there's a bit of bark to it, but you get a bit of mezcal, get some lime, get some salt around the, around the edge, mm. sip, put it down, have a conversation. What could be better? <laughs> shots i can't do i can't do tequila i I love tequila shots like i'm as i hate Mm -hmm. being this guy but i'm the round of shots round of shots no no please no don't round of shots and then i come (laughs) back with a round of shots and because i like the salt i like the lime i like the process of taking a shot of tequila the aesthetic it's cool you know yeah absolutely uh you guys got any more questions for igor do we uh do you said you had an answer to the bradley cooper one Oh yeah, I did have a, a, a big answer to the Bradley Cooper. Okay. Thing. So Bradley Cooper is despised in Russia. He is absolutely hated in Russia. And that is because he dated Irina Shake. She is, I think, Russia's second Victoria's Secret model in the history of Russian women, which is, you know, a pretty big accomplishment for our country or whatever. And um, I think he broke up with her or something. So now all of Russia hates him. And they hate Lady Gaga because they blame her for getting in the way of that relationship. So my performance of Shallow, you know, I'm not a singer. I'm an athlete, but I think I showed Bradley what's up, you know? (laughs) You did. So that was basically like my service to to my country. There's mandatory military service in Russia. But after that performance, I think they're going to let that mandatory military service slide under the table. And, you know, I'm proud of it. What can you say? Bradley, I'm here if you want it. 10, 10, uh, 10 rounds in the ring for charity. Let's do it. Let's go. Look at that. We got a call out. We got a call out. Unbelievable. (laughs) Just when I thought we weren't going to get a headline out of this. So, so you, he wouldn't call you to threaten your life. It's the other way around. No, it's the other way around. Cause we don't, we don't like it when, um, these, um, big time people hurt our Russian girls feelings. Mm. You you don't, you don't hurt a Russian girls feelings. That's not cool. He, he said he said ten was, rounds. It's not less than ten rounds. You can tell. No, you yeah. can see it in his eyes. That's not less than ten. Have you seen the movie Rocky Four? <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he dies, he dies. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You <laughs> give me give me a couple of shots like Drago did. There you go. Good <laughs> <laughs> advice. How it should be. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, thank you so much, Igor. We'd love to have you on uh, again. This was an absolute ton of fun. Uh, I could probably just ask you questions like that for long. That that I what was it? A Grammy's performance, an Oscar's performance, where they did it. They sang the duet, and it was like it was so obvious that there was something something between them, and that Oscar's I think yeah. was what did it. Yeah. That... So um, we'd love to have you on again. Go follow him on Twitter at what is it? Igor underscore, Igor underscore Lariana LL, L for the Roman numeral. And what about on Twitter? Where can people find you on there? Um, 
Yeah, one second. I, I messed that up. I got too much going on in my head right now. So my Instagram and my TikTok are Igor Larionov underscore LL, LL because iOS doesn't acknowledge Roman numerals, which is a shame in my opinion. And then Twitter is Igor underscore Larionov LL. Again, L's for the Roman numerals because of the absolute atrocity that is iOS not acknowledging us Roman numeral folks. So yeah, just find me there. You can find my link tree on my other, you know, um, sites, things that I'm passionate about and just that's about it. That's that's who I am. And go buy some 69 merch uh, from yes, your shop. Absolutely. Buy the merch. If you're a kid, make sure to wear it to school. Nothing bad. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially Derby Middle School. They love him there. They love him there. I'll they get an A-plus if you show up to Derby in, in some of my merch. <laughs> Dude, the, the logo with the, with the um, like your initials in the six, it's so well done, man. It is so well done. Yeah, it's legit. You know, we're taking over. <laughs> all right Igor thank you so much for your time man enjoy the rest of your night enjoy your off season and uh like I said love to have you on again thank you of course I'd love to come back go dragons baby oh yeah <laughs>